Hey there, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing tonight? It's currently after 10 p.m., and I'm doing all right. I'm looking forward to this episode. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's a fun one, it looks like. Of course, the episode I'm talking about is from Season 2. It's Episode 14, entitled Mr. Cool. This episode aired on February 4th, 1984. Rick tries to change to a more edgy image in order to impress some girls, but when they pressure him into things he doesn't want to do, life on the edge starts to make him feel uncomfortable. This episode's actually got an 8.1 out of 10 based on 20 ratings from IMDb. We get some, uh, we get some girls here. Krista Denton, who plays Carol. Let's see what she's done. I wonder if this is the girl. Oh, this is the girl. Yep, um, who was in a few episodes of Growing Pains as two different characters. She played Monica Shackelford, who played in the school play of Our Town with Mike. And then she also played Elaine Dooley in season two, Fast Times at Dewey High. As a girl who wants to go to the dance with Mike, and he turns her down to go with uh, Be- Becky Zworkin, I think her name is. And in Silver see, in Growing Pains, this actress, the characters she plays are nice. She's not so nice in Silver Spoons, the characters she plays. So she plays Carol in season two. And then, of course, the one I remember her in is from season four, Rick at 16. Rick asks two girls to be his date at his 16th birthday party. Uh, yeah, and she plays she plays a really snotty girl. I remember it. She's the one that makes fun of um, the kind of nerdish girl who Ricky didn't intend to invite to his birthday, but he was handing out invites in class, and somehow an invite got, you know, passed to her instead of the snotty pretty girl. And this naughty pretty girl, when she gets to Rick's party, starts making fun of this girl right away, like saying... Oh, where did she get her dress off? Did she make it out of a shower curtain? I remember that because I remember watching that on re- uh, rerun at my grandma's house. So, yeah. So, I've never really gotten in with a wrong crowd that has made me want to change my image. Ricky... It's all about wanting to impress you. He see, It seems like these pretty girls that he falls for do not exactly have the best manner. They're not exactly the nice girls. They're the, they're the snotty girls. They're the ones that pick on other people. It's like, come on, Ricky. There are pretty girls out there. Or just girls in general. Pretty or what, or average. Whatever. That are great people to be around. Why does it seem you always go for the attractive one with a crappy personality? 
but it's a learning lesson, I guess. <laughs> um, one of the I'm looking at the quotes here, and one of them about uh, Ricky says, "I need to change some things about myself. Not a lot, just a few hundred." So I'm looking forward to seeing what sets this whole thing in motion. Someone clearly said something. He didn't say, unless he did say, oh, check out Carol over there and what she's wearing. And oh, she's talking to so-and-so who's a bad boy. She likes bad boys. So I'm going to be a bad boy. Or she says, geez, Ricky, you're so uncool with your sweater vests. And you're just a student body president and you're kind of nerdish and stuff like that. I don't know. But I'm looking forward to seeing how this starts, where it goes, and the lessons that he learns in this episode. Of course, before I get fully into this episode, I always like to thank my listeners. Whether you've been listening for a while or you just jumped on the Silver Spoons bandwagon, thank you, thank you. That always means so much to me and I hope you're enjoying the ride. Also, if you'd like to find out about upcoming episodes on the podcast, you can follow along at the Facebook page. Together, we're going to find our way on Unofficial Silver Spoons Podcast. You can also go to Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast. If you've been listening to the Punky Brewster Podcast, which is also available on this feed, then you already know that you can just keep following the Punky Brewster Podcast facebook page or the instagram or the twitter because that is also where i post silver spoons podcast episode information if you'd like to shoot me an email about either show you can go to punky power pb podcast at gmail.com or silver spoons podcast at gmail.com and you can ask me you know about the show what you remember about it what you like about it how you feel about it now if you feel the show holds up or not all sorts of different things. So, I would like to give a shout out to my listeners. Alright, we got Reno, Nevada, Muskegon, Michigan, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Farmington, Missouri, Frankfort, Kentucky, Cordova, Tennessee, Kerhonkson, New York, Is... Is... Islin? I-S-E-L-I-N, New Jersey, Birmingham, Alabama, Los Angeles, California, Spain, and is it Johans or Johannesburg, South Africa? If I mispronounce that one, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Also, if you have been following the podcasts on the Instagram or Facebook page, you will know that I have a little surprise coming up shortly. Just to, you know, kick off summer and a way to say thank you for listening to the podcast and everything like that. But I'm not going to reveal anything yet. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you kind of ponder. What could it be? What am I going to do as a thank you to my podcast listeners? You're just going to have to wait just a little bit longer while I work out those kinks. (laughs) Alright, I'm ready to dive into this episode. So this is a little different. 
for we don't open up from the intro on the Stratton living room like we usually have been. We open up on a pizza parlor and isn't is this the same pizza parlor like we just saw in the episode World's Greatest Father? Oh my gosh, is that that boy? It's the boy George guy, the musician? This guy is like dressed just identical, unless it could be him. Wait, maybe he just works there. Oh, there's a kid. There's, oh, this has got to be like the hangout for all the kids. Because they're all like 13-year-old kids just hanging out. One of which is at the counter who's reading what looks like a textbook. Okay, this is clearly a worker who's dressed like Boy George. See Ricky in his sweater vest and Freddie in his olive green cardigan and tinted glasses. I'm sorry, but the pizza that Ricky is eating looks really gross. It just looks, the crust looks burnt, the cheese looks it almost makes me think of the nasty pizza that I had in junior high. I mean, maybe some kids have, maybe the school pizza and the school lunches have improved since I was in junior high in, like, from 94 to 97, but this is just, this is a pizzeria. Pizzerias specialize in pizza, especially if it's, not your average Pizza Hut or Little Caesars or Domino's or Papa John's or what have you. You know, they specialize in pizza and making something that stands up to those big name pizza companies. Okay, someone clearly likes milk with their pizza, which I'm not shaming people if they like to drink milk with their pizza. Great. And Freddy is like, I don't know what- those glasses are not helping you, buddy. I think you need to up your prescription to bifocals. Because he is practically right in Ricky's face, like, Mmm, that pizza looks good. And I'm like, Freddy, there are at least four slices on that pizza tray that you can help yourself to. Granted, it's on the other side of that table, farther than what your arm can reach, but please- I wouldn't want someone like right in my face as I'm putting food into my mouth. That is something you expect a dog to get in your face. Like, ooh, what are you eating? Can I have some? I'm really hungry right now, even though I just ate. But I want what you're having. So I'm going to play this clip. Oh, Freddy. I mean, we love you, buddy. But sometimes, like, ugh, Freddy. Am I right? <laughs> mm, that sure looks good. Why don't you just order some? I can't. My mom says a pizza makes me hyperactive. Guacamole made you hyperactive. Nah, guacamole makes me lethargic. Okay, this is weird. So Freddy says, ooh, that sure looks good. That pizza you're eating, Rick. And Ricky's all like, yeah, why don't you order some? There's four slices on that pan. Did you just buy that for yourself? And you're not going to let your friend have any? But apparently Pizza and Freddy don't mix. Apparently his mom says it makes him hyperactive. I would have thought he would have said it makes me constipated because of all that cheese and stuff like that. Um, 
And Ricky's like, I thought guacamole made you hyperactive. No, apparently guacamole makes him lethargic. <laughs> so now we cut to the door of the pizzeria as we have a auburn-haired girl and a blonde girl coming in. And they're both wearing, one's wearing a black top underneath a like baby blue dress and then the blonde haired girl is wearing a fuchsia pink dress with a white short sleeve top over it so apparently back in the 80s even then it was about the layering look which of course we've seen Punky Brewster even in season 1 in 84 she was doing the layered look which, if I remember, back in the early 2000s, when I was watching, like, One Tree Hill and Everwood, I noticed, like, Lucas Scott at, from uh, One Tree Hill and Ephraim Brown from Everwood. They had the layered look where they had the, long, the short sleeves over long sleeve look. I think I only would do that, like, when I worked at Goodwill, we were only allowed to wear, like, our uniform short sleeve t-shirt, so when it would get, like, really cold and you had to do donations and stuff like that, I could wear something heavy, but I had to put it underneath my shirt. Now, imagine wearing a medium-sized shirt and trying to fit a giant hoodie underneath that short sleeved shirt. It's gonna look hunchback of Notre Dame bulky as heck. It's not a, gonna be a good look. But hey, I'll stay warm, right? <laughs> I miss my hat that I had when I worked at Goodwill. I lost that, um, I think it was last fall due to my stupidity. I accidentally threw it away. Yeah. So the girls decide to choose a seat, which is kitty corner of Ricky and Freddy. And Ricky zo zooms in on this, like with his eyeballs laser focused, like, hey, Fred, hot babes at two o'clock. And of course, Freddy takes this literally because, well, Freddy's Freddy and he takes everything literally. Looks at his watch, like, oh man, we just missed him. It's after four. Like, Oy vey, Freddy, Freddy, Freddy. Where's Derek? He's leaving in the next episode. He is off the show. I want my Derek fix. I know I've said things about Derek. You've all heard me say, Derek this, Derek that. I'm going to miss that boy's charm. I'm going to miss his hijinks. Him getting Ricky into trouble. <sighs> He would have been the best wingman to have at that table instead of Freddy. JT would have been a better wingman instead of Freddy. I don't mean to put Freddy down, but... I mean, Ricky, your sweater vest already is not helping your cause. But old tinted glasses cardigan wearing Freddy here is not helping you either. I'm going to play this clip. Hot babes at 2 o'clock. <laughs> Darn, it's 3.30. We missed them. Hey, one luck, they're still here. Hi, Carol. Beth. 
Carol all semester. I think it's time for her to get better acquainted with the Ricker. No! No more Ricker, please! Anyway, um... (laughs) I thought that the way that Ricky... Ricky's got short hair. Of course, you know, he's smoothing his hair down, making sure he looks good. I thought that the way that he was adjusting his collar, I thought he was going to do the popped collar look, which, of course, in the 80s was the thing. And... Ricky's like, hey, Carol, hey, Beth. Of course, the girls wave, but it's not a, hey, how you doing wave. It's like, ugh, you're acknowledging me. I guess I have to wave back to you type of gesture. So Ricky says to Freddie, like, hey, Freddie, I've had my eye on Carol all semester. Uh, you you can have Beth. So Freddie, uh, <laughs> when we get these two together, I always... I don't know why I accidentally combined their names. Of course, we have to hear the Ricker. Um, it's... We're almost done with season two. Are we still getting the Ricker? Oh, my God. Uh, in season three and four and five. Oh, please, please drop that. Please, please drop that, Ricky. For all that is holy, please drop that moniker. Think of something better. I will come up with a better nickname for you. Hot pants. No. Um, cutie face. Um, blondie. Blue eyes. Hot lips. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a 36 year old person fixated on a 13. That's. Erase that. Um, I'm just putting myself back in 1984 at 13 when I was actually only two years old. Um, actually, no. No, I only would have been a year and a half at this point. Okay, let's hear what how Rick is gonna smooth do his smooth moves here. Rick, we can't talk to them. Those girls are real trendy. So what? So they're wild, crazy, and exciting. They're not like us. <laughs> Come on, Freddie, just relax. And for once, don't panic. Okay, I'll be cool. Dead dresses like you. 
What do you mean? You know, you're kind of preppy. head over to the girls and both the girls it's like they know how to embarrass freddy like hi freddy at the same time and freddy boom he books it from the bathroom so this just leaves rick to get acquainted with the girls and she um carol i believe mentions how spanish is totally totally impossible like it's so hard i can't believe it comes easy to you and ricky's like hey why don't you come over to my house you know we can study and the girls look at each other like <laughs> and he's like what what like he doesn't get it and they look at him like rick ricky seriously nobody who's anybody is studying at home on a friday night and he's like, well, what do you like to do? And they look at each other like, we like to party. As in, they go to Club Dead and kick back a few colas and rock out to Billy Idol, Rick Springsteen, and Boy George, and hoo-ha-boo-ha, MJ, and all, the, all the, those. Um, who else was big back then in 84? The Bangles, um, Cindy, Cindy Lauper, um, uh, was Millie Vanilli relevant then? Oh, oh, well, I mean, we all know about the whole Millie Vanilli scandal. <laughs> Banana Rama, weren't they big then too? So Ricky wants to get down to this Club Dead place. And the girls, of course, like, <laughs> you seriously at Club Dead don't make me barf because you dress like a nerdophile with your sweater vests and nobody at this Club Dead place looks like you, Ricky. Right then, this guy who definitely looks like he's at least 18 or over comes in, he's got the shirt, he's got the shades on, he's got the torn, like, shredded shirt. He looks really, really great. The girls, mind you, these girls are the same age as Ricky, so they're 13. Look at this guy. <sighs> Their tongues are on the floor. They are goo goo gaga. I want it. I want it bad. Like, oh, we want pizza, because this guy's gonna order pizza. Of course, Ricky's like, oh man, I am out of my league with these girls. They want someone who's like 18 years old and out of their league and legally, um, or, or very illegal. <laughs> As in jailbait. <laughs> yeah. So, he's like, hey, I'm cool to himself. As he takes a sip. No, he goes to sit in his chair, not having realized it's been taken from him. 
boom, his butt hits the ground, that soda in his hand goes flying and, like, splashes some guy's shirt who's, like, standing behind him. And, of course, everybody, even the cashier, is laughing at his butt. So, we cut to Ricky's bedroom, and he is having a, uh... He is having his own creation of the burning boat, with tossing all of his polos, ever all his sweater vests, getting rid of all of his baby stuff. Well, stuff that he thinks that 13-year-old punk rock girls, Cindy Lauper wannabes, would not find cool at all. He is just shredding his image. Like, he holds up one of those, um, what is, is it, is it an Izzad shirt? Like, the one with the crocodile. I want to find, what, it, there's an official name. My dad had one of those shirts. I think he even had one, um, with the little polo and horse player on it. Okay, so I did check, um, it looked like a tennis player or something kind of uh, started that trend in the early, or late 20s, and it did have a zoom in on the tag, it did say Izzad, so I'm guessing that's the Izzad Crocodile shirt. The girl also had referred to Ricky as preppy, like, he ain't no Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell! Don't you dare refer to this kid as preppy! Zach Morris might have been a heartthrob, but he was a jerk. Ricky is not a jerk. She really offended him. Hey, oh, he feels so bad. Like, ugh. It was hard enough for him going to public school and trying to fit in, being that he comes from money. And now he just, because of what one girl says, he wants to change up his image and be cool cool in relation to what this girl's version of cool is. So he balls up the shirt, tosses it out the open window of his bedroom. Like, are you kidding me? Kind of makes me think of when I used to be able to fit into, uh, I, I can kind of fit into medium-sized shirts, but sadly I've had to move up a size to like large shirts and everything and it's very sad. I remember back in the day when I could fit into a small size shirt. I can't anymore. It's not nearly the same thing as what Ricky's going through, but it's just as sad. Preppy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, son? Just getting rid of some stuff. Oh, these are all the things I bought for you when you first got here. Yeah. Let's burn them. Somehow, why seems inadequate here, so I'll just go with why. Then I want these things out of my room. They're childish. I've outgrown them. Oh. Well, I guess you got a point. Even Mr. Moose? Especially Mr. Moose. Oh, come on, Rick. <laughs> you want to get rid of me, wouldn't you, buddy? Cut it out! Stop it! I hate it when you do that! Hey, okay. Rick, what's the matter? Come on, what's really going on here? So this is a little different. We don't open up from the intro on the Stratton living room like we usually have been. We open up on a pizza parlor, and isn't 
is this the same pizza parlor like we just saw in the episode World's Greatest Father? Oh my gosh, is that that boy? It's the Boy George guy, the musician? This guy is like dressed just identical, unless it could be him. Wait, maybe he just works there. Oh, there's a kid. There's, oh, this has got to be like the hangout for all the kids. Because they're all like 13-year-old kids just hanging out. One of which is at the counter who's reading what looks like a textbook. Okay, this is clearly a worker who's dressed like Boy George. See, Ricky in his sweater vest and Freddy in his olive green cardigan and tinted glasses. I'm sorry, but the pizza that Ricky is eating looks really gross. It just looks, the crust looks burnt, the cheese looks it almost makes me think of the nasty pizza that I had in junior high. I mean, maybe some kids have, maybe the school pizza and the school lunches have improved since I was in junior high in, like, from 94 to 97, but this is just, this is a pizzeria. Pizzerias specialize in pizza, especially if it's, not your average Pizza Hut or Little Caesars or Domino's or Papa John's or what have you. You know, they specialize in pizza and making something that stands up to those big name pizza companies. Okay, someone clearly likes milk with their pizza, which I'm not shaming people if they like to drink milk with their pizza. Great. And Freddy is like, I don't know what- those glasses are not helping you, buddy. I think you need to up your prescription to bifocals. Because he is practically right in Ricky's face, like, Mmm, that pizza looks good. And I'm like, Freddy, there are at least four slices on that pizza tray that you can help yourself to. Granted, it's on the other side of that table, farther than what your arm can reach, but please- I wouldn't want someone like right in my face as I'm putting food into my mouth. That is something you expect a dog to get in your face. Like, ooh, what are you eating? Can I have some? I'm really hungry right now, even though I just ate. But I want what you're having. So I'm going to play this clip. Oh, Freddy. I mean, we love you, buddy. But sometimes, like, ugh, Freddy. Am I right? <laughs> mm, that sure looks good. Why don't you just order some? I can't. My mom says a pizza makes me hyperactive. Guacamole made you hyperactive. Nah, guacamole makes me lethargic. Okay, this is weird. So Freddy says, ooh, that sure looks good. That pizza you're eating, Rick. And Ricky's all like, yeah, why don't you order some? There's four slices on that pan. Did you just buy that for yourself? And you're not going to let your friend have any? But apparently Pizza and Freddy don't mix. Apparently his mom says it makes him hyperactive. I would have thought he would have said it makes me constipated because of all that cheese and stuff like that. Um, and Ricky's like, I thought guacamole made you hyperactive. No, apparently guacamole makes him lethargic. <laughs> so now we cut to the door of the pizzeria as we have a... Auburn-haired girl 
and a blonde girl coming in, and they're both wearing, one's wearing a black top underneath a, like, baby blue dress, and then the blonde-haired girl is wearing a fuchsia pink dress with a white short sleeve top over it. So, apparently back in the 80s, even then it was about the layering look. Which, of course, we've seen Punky Brewster, even in season 1 in 84, she was doing the layered look. Which, if I remember, back in the early 2000s, when I was watching, like, One Tree Hill and Everwood, I noticed, like... Lucas Scott from uh, One Tree Hill and Ephraim Brown from Everwood. They had the layered look where they had the the short sleeves over long sleeve look. I think I only would do that, like, when I worked at Goodwill, we were only allowed to wear, like, our uniform short sleeve t-shirt. So when it would get, like, really cold and you had to do donations and stuff like that, I could wear something heavy. But I had to put it underneath my shirt. Now, imagine wearing a medium-sized shirt and trying to fit a giant hoodie underneath that short sleeve shirt. It's going to look hunchback in Notre Dame, bulky as heck. It's not going to be a good look. But hey, I'll stay warm, right? I miss my hat that I had when I worked at Goodwill. I lost that, um, I think it was last fall due to my stupidity. I accidentally threw it away. Yeah. So the girls decide to choose a seat, which is kitty corner of Ricky and Freddy. And Ricky zooms in on this, like, with his eyeballs laser focused. Like, hey, Fred hot babes at two o'clock. And of course, Freddy takes this literally because, well, Freddy's Freddy and he takes everything literally. Looks at his watch like, oh man, we just missed him. It's after four. Like, oy vey, Freddy, Freddy, Freddy. Where's Derek? He's leaving in the next episode. He is off the show. I want my Derek fix. I know I've said things about Derek. You've all heard me say... Derek this, Derek that. I'm going to miss that boy's charm. I'm going to miss his hijinks. Him getting Ricky into trouble. (sighs) He would have been the best wingman to have at that table instead of Freddy. JT would have been a better wingman instead of Freddy. I don't mean to put Freddy down, but... I mean, Ricky, your sweater vest already is not helping your cause. But old tinted glasses, cardigan wearing Freddy here is not helping you either. I'm gonna play this clip. Hot babes at two o'clock. <laughs> Darn, it's three thirty. We missed them. Hey, we're luck, they're still here. Hi, Carol. Beth. I've had my eye on Carol all semester. I think it's time for her to get better acquainted with the Ricker. No! No more Ricker, please! 
anyway, um, <laughs> I thought that the way that Ricky, Ricky's got short hair, but of course, you know, he's smoothing his hair down, making sure he looks good. I thought that the way that he was adjusting his collar, I thought he was going to do the popped collar look, which of course in the 80s was the thing. And... Ricky's like, hey, Carol, hey, Beth. Of course, the girls wave, but it's not a, hey, how you doing wave. It's like, ugh, you're acknowledging me. I guess I have to wave back to you type of gesture. So, Ricky says to Freddie, like, hey, Freddie, I've had my eye on Carol all semester. Uh, you you can have Beth. So, Red, uh, <laughs> when we get these two together, I always... I don't know why I accidentally combined their names. Of course, we have to hear the Ricker. Um, it's... We're almost done with season two. Are we still getting the Ricker? Oh, my God. Uh, in season three and four and five. Oh, please, please drop that. Please, please drop that, Ricky. For all that is holy, please drop that moniker. Think of something better. I will come up with a better nickname for you. Hot pants. No. Um, cutie face. Um, blondie. Blue eyes. Hot lips. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a 36 year old person fixated on a 13. That's. Erase that. Um, I'm just putting myself back in 1984 at 13 when I was actually only two years old. Um, actually, no. No, I only would have been a year and a half at this point. Okay, let's hear what, how Rick is going to smooth, do his smooth moves here. You know, Rick, we can't talk to them. Those girls are real trendy. So what? So they're wild, crazy, and exciting. They're not like us. <laughs> Come on, Freddie, just relax. And for once, don't panic. Okay, I'll be cool, Hi, Rick. Hi, Freddie. <laughs> well, you just... So how you doing? Okay. I'm still doing terrible in Spanish. Seems so easy for you. Yeah, why? Guess I have the knack for the old Espanol. <laughs> yeah, well, Spanish is like a totally foreign language to me. <laughs> Listen, why don't you come over to my house tonight? We could study. <laughs> what? What? Study on a Friday night? On Friday nights, we'd like to party. Yeah, we'd like to dance. Hey, so do I. Where do you go? Club Dead. Yeah, I've heard about Club Dead. It, it used to be a mortuary, right? <laughs> right. Mind if I go there with you tonight? <laughs> what? What? Uh, it's just that um, you might feel out of place. I wouldn't feel out of place. I'm like milk. I go with everything. <laughs> Rick, no one at Club Dead dresses like you. What do you mean? You know, you're kind of preppy. He is so cool. 
Myrick. So Ricky and Freddie head over to the girls, and both the girls, it's like they know how to embarrass Freddie. Like, hi, Freddie, at the same time. And Freddie, boom, he books it from the bathroom. So this just leaves Rick to get acquainted with the girls. And she, um, Carol, I believe, mentions how Spanish is totally totally impossible. Like, it's so hard. I can't believe it comes easy to you. And Ricky's like, hey, why don't you come over to my house? You know, we can study. And the girls look at each other like, <laughs> and he's like, what? What? Like, he doesn't get it. And they look at him like, Rick, Ricky, seriously? Nobody who's anybody is studying at home on a Friday night. And he's like, well, what do you like to do? And they look at each other. <laughs> we like to party. As in, they go to Club Dead and kick back a few colas and rock out to Billy Idol, Rick Springsteen, and Boy George, and hoo-ha-boo-ha. MJ and all the, all the, those, um, who else was big back then in 84? The Bangles, um, Cindy, Cindy Lauper, um, uh, was Millie Vanilli relevant then? Oh, oh, well, I mean, we all know about the whole Millie Vanilli scandal. <laughs> Banana Rama, weren't they big then too? So Ricky wants to get down to this club dead place. And the girls, of course, are like, <laughs> you seriously at club dead, don't make me barf. Because you dress like a nerdophile with your sweater vests. And nobody at this club dead place looks like you, Ricky. Right then... This guy, who definitely looks like he's at least 18 or over, comes in. He's got the shirt. He's got the shades on. He's got the torn, like, shredded shirt. He looks really, really great. The girls, mind you, these girls are the same age as Ricky. So they're 13. Look at this guy. <sighs> Their tongues are on the floor. They are goo goo gaga. I want it. I want it bad. Like, oh, we want pizza because this guy's going to order pizza. Of course, Ricky's like, oh, man, I am out of my league with these girls. They want someone who's like 18 years old and out of their league and legally um, or, or very illegal. <laughs> As in jailbait. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, hey, I'm cool to himself. As he takes a sip, no, he goes to sit in his chair, not having realized it's been taken from him. Boom! His butt hits the ground, that soda in his hand goes flying and, like, splashes some guy's shirt who's, like, standing behind him. And, of course, everybody, even the cashier, is laughing at his butt. So, we cut to Ricky's bedroom, and he is having a, uh... 
He is having his own creation of the burning boat with tossing all of his polos, ever all his sweater vests, getting rid of all of his baby stuff. Well, stuff that he thinks that 13-year-old punk rock girls, Cindy Lauper wannabes, would not find cool at all. He is just shredding his image. Like, he holds up one of those, um, what is, is it, is it an, is that shirt? Like, the one with the crocodile. I want to find, what, it, there's an official name. My dad had one of those shirts. I think he even had one, um, with the little polo and horse player on it. Okay, so I did check, um, it looked like a tennis player or something kind of, uh, started that trend in the early, or late 20s. And it did have a zoom in on the tag. It did say Izzad, so I'm guessing that's the Izzad Crocodile shirt. The girl also had referred to Ricky as preppy. Like, he ain't no Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. Don't you dare refer to this kid as preppy. Zach Morris might have been a heartthrob, but he was a jerk. Ricky is not a jerk. She really offended him. He, oh, he feels so bad. Like, ugh. It was hard enough for him going to public school and trying to fit in, being that he comes from money. And now he just, because of what one girl says, he wants to change up his image and be cool. Cool in relation to what this girl's version of cool is. So he balls up the shirt tosses it out the open window of his bedroom. Like, are you kidding me? Kind of makes me think of when I used to be able to fit into, uh, I, I can kind of fit into medium-sized shirts, but sadly I've had to move up a size to, like, large shirts and everything, and it's very sad. I remember back in the day when I could fit into a small-sized shirt. I can't anymore. It's not nearly the same thing as what Ricky's going through, but it's just as sad. Edward says that Ricky's going through a, a phase entitled the I'm not happy with myself phase. Well, he is a, basically a teenager, so. And kids are gonna, they want to fit in. They want to look like the popular people. Well, sometimes, I mean, I didn't want to look like the popular people. I didn't go out and buy clothes. Like, I want to look like that person. Everyone's wearing this. At one point in eighth grade. I saw, and I swear, at first I thought, okay, that person just made a mistake. But when I saw at least three or more people with their sweatshirts on inside out, I'm like, okay, this is a trend. I don't think it lasted very long. But then again, I mean, I went to a small town school. So, uh, yeah. There are even trends, like when I was in sixth grade, the yo-yo made a comeback. What was the other thing? Um... I thought there was something else. Was it like bandanas or something like that? I can't remember, but uh, pogs were really big. That was one that I participated in. It's like, Grandma, we got to go to the store. I want to buy a bunch of pogs. Everyone's playing with pogs. So Dexter and Kate sympathize like, oh, yeah, we went through that. Yeah. And, of course, Kate says, yeah, it's called Growing Pains. I'm like, ah! Even though that show would not be on the air for at least another year and it would be on a different network. I'm like, growing pains! She said it! Oh my god. But definitely, definitely, that is what he's going through. Well, maybe not so much. I think it's just, yeah. When someone call, basically calls you a nerd, like your clothes look 
really uh, and you want to he's he just he's doing it to impress this girl who is not worth impressing in my eyes i mean she's snotty she but apparently when he goes to see her he and freddie both have changed their image and she is all about the rickster or rick uh, i'm not saying it i'm not saying it i'm not saying it so of course edward is proud he's like yes but my son is handling it really great because that's who ricky is he is a chip off the old block he is a child that does not give me any problems. As Ricky comes in the door, and he has got the sunglasses on. He's got a red, ripped shirt that's got like a neon blue leopard print underneath of it. And I'm thinking, yeah, he just went to a store and bought it. But then again, that 18-year-old that those two girls were checking out at the pizza parlor came in dressed exactly like that. So that is his reference for cool. And we get such an applause here from this. I'm going to play this clip. Why are you giving away Richard's toys? <sighs> he's decided he's too old for them. It's a phase he's going through. Yeah, I'm not happy with myself, phase. Uh, I went through that. Mm, everybody does. It's called growing pains. Yeah. My son is handling it really great. He's so sensitive. He's, he's really aware of himself. And I love how Edward refers to Ricky as being, he's really sensitive and very aware of himself. I think he's just easily influenced by people. And easily swayed into doing things. Granted, eventually he has a conscience later that says, no, no, this is wrong, this isn't me. But he's got to go through these things to learn lessons. And teach us, the audience, how not to do things. So Ricky's got the shades on, he's like, hey dudes, do that. <laughs> like, oh so along with Ricky's new outfit, he's got a new tune. Trying out his new Ricker persona. I said it. Ricker persona. And uh, Edward is like at a loss for words. Like, what? How? Why? This is how you're dressing? What? You wanted to change, which Ricky's like, well, Dad, you said I could change how I look. And this is what I, I like this. This is what I'm into. You like it, right? And Edward's like, I, um, D Dex, Kate, what? D help me out here. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say to my son. I'd be like, Rick, fine. You want to change your image? That's awesome. But do it for the right reasons. They don't know. They just assume, like, oh, yeah, I mean, he wants to change his look. That, that's fine. Everyone wants to experiment, right? But he's doing it to impress a girl. Which, it seems like most of the time when someone wants to change their image, it's to impress another person. And then they get found out as being a phony, and yeah. I remember one time in 8th grade, I, um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go to school with, I think it was, it was pigtails, because I didn't know how to braid my hair. Uh, <laughs> and for that one day, 
how many people notice something about me was different. Like, oh, you have pigtails. That's interesting. <laughs> We're not going to play this clip. Hey, dudes. <laughs> you dead? What's up? <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> Pretty rad, huh? <laughs> what do you think? Do you like? <laughs> for words he's kind of frightened <laughs> by ricky's appearance i'm sure what's running through his mind like oh no he changed his image what's he gonna do now start drinking smoking chewing tide pods <laughs> you know what the kids are into nowadays no no uh um definitely kids were not into the tide pods in 84 <laughs> <laughs> or snorting condoms up their nose, but, uh, yeah. So, Ricky's trying all these words, like, hey, pretty rad, huh? You like? <laughs> hey, what up? What's up? He didn't say, sup, dad, sup, dad. <laughs> no, he did not say that. When did that start, the whole, instead of saying, what's up, you say, sup. <laughs> did Ricky invent the air quote thing as, I mean... People have been doing that for quite a while, right? I just, I didn't think it was kind of birthed in the 80s with the air quotes. Like, you said I could change things up, air quotes. And, of course, Edward uses the air quotes. Like, that's probably been around longer than I thought. I just thought that was something that was started, like, in the 2000s. So, Dexter's the first one to kind of speak out about Ricky's image here. Like, Richard, you look bizarre. Did he just say, hey, all right? <laughs> so, Ricky's like, he is so smooth when he's saying all this. Like, newsflash, Dad, I got a date with a five-star foxy lady. We are gonna party. And then he does the moonwalk, which you hear. That's what gets the shouts and the wolf whistles. Like, I can't do it. But Ricky zips on upstairs. So he says, it's the happening thing. Oh! As he does the moonwalk. And you hear the girls go wild for the moonwalk. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Edward stands up from the couch and says, yeah, I... Admit, it's a little hard to, uh, 
see my son dressing like the poster boy for MTV. And you hear the audience, some people clap and then you get a woo! <laughs> I want to find out when did the MTV, like, originally start? Was it 1980? Was it 1982? August 1st, 1981, apparently. Or at least that's when I got from online. So if that's the case, MTV had been around for at least three years at this point, because this is early 1984, and, and Edward says, it doesn't exactly thrill me to hear my son go, hey, dude, and then do, ow, the moonwalk, as Edward tries to mimic that, like, yeah, <laughs> so I like that Edward says, you know, I'm going to give Rick a little leeway here, I'm going to trust that he won't go too far. He does definitely put a lot of trust into his son. He doesn't really want to smother him. He doesn't want to, you know, uh, smother him with rules and everything like you got to be in at this time. Because I don't even think he really has a real curfew yet. I think that actually gets installed in season three. But then again, looking at it, I mean, Edward's dad was working all the time. I don't know about his mother when she passed. I thought that Edward was young when his mother passed, but how much guidance did Edward really have and what mentors did he have in his life if his dad was constantly working, making his fortune? So Kate puts a hand on Edward's shoulder and says, well, for what it's worth, I think you are absolutely right. And then we hear from upstairs, hey, dad, I want to get my ear pierced. And... Kate's like, okay, you need to lock him in his room. Because even Dexter advises you should lock him in his room until this whole thing blows over. Oh, no! He was at... Ricky was asking Kate, like, hey, Kate, do you know a good place to get my ear pierced? So we cut back to the pizza parlor, and I swear this has got to be the same place as uh, the one that JT's dad worked at. Um, But now, instead of seeing it filled with you know, 13-year-old kids, we do get some guys in, like, business suits with their wives or significant others or mistresses or whatever as Ricky, Freddy, and the girls come in for a snack. Dang, Rick, where'd you get that black leather jacket, buddy? Even this guy who's sitting at a table with presumably his wife right next to the little... Uh, the the window with the pizza, the lit up pizza sign is looking at Ricky like, why are you looking at him? Because everyone else is? Because that's where our main uh, focus is supposed to be? So Ricky turns to Beth and he's like, hey, fine lady, where's the Fred man? And she's probably like, oh, he's still outside trying to find his way in here. So I'm going to play this Oh, Freddy, Freddy, Freddy. What do we do without you, buddy? <laughs> hey, fine lady. Where's the Fred man? <laughs> oh, he's coming. Unfortunately. Shoot. Come on, let's grab a 
o'clock. Yeah! <laughs> I can't believe I was actually a club dick. A lot of people there said that. Rick, you look terrific. I mean, like, really cool. And you are a red-hot babe. <laughs> Thanks. Listen, um, um, yeah? Are you going with anybody? I'm kind of open. Ricky, like, hey, he'll be, Freddy will be on his way, unfortunately, like, ugh, how did I get stuck with this nerdo, ugh. So, Ricky definitely got in, like, can of moose, because his hair is, like, really, it doesn't look too, too different, other than you can definitely tell it's been gelled down, and his sides have been, you know, really slicked back. He's wearing a black leather jacket, black sunglasses, a neon lime colored shirt, and then Freddy here decided to do something interesting, put a little different colors in his hair. He's got one side, he's got the red, the other side, he's got the blue, Ricky's got uh, one of those leather fingerless gloves. And a, like a chain bracelet or something. Freddy's got a wrist cuff that's got like, uh, like pointy studs like sticking out. And I gotta look at this guy who is the, the pizza man here. Cause he looks like I've, someone I've seen, I bet, is this the guy that was in the Happy Gilmore movie? Like, uh, whatnot, Happy Gilmore is, like, trying to putt, and this guy is all up on Shooter McGavin. Like, he's his biggest fan, and he's been sent to sabotage <laughs> uh, Happy Gilmore. So, um, I'm gonna look this up. He looks like he is. Okay, this guy did not, he was not in the uh, Happy Gilmore movie, but... He was in an episode of Punky Brewster, Season 3, Episode 1, entitled Reading, Writing, and Rock and Roll. The actor's name is Danny Wells. What else is he? He was also in three episodes of Small Wonder. He does come back. I don't... He plays a waiter, whether he's the same waiter guy in Season 3, Marry Me, Marry Me, Part 2. So... So, Carol, whose hair is actually down instead of in a ponytail... Puts her hand on Ricky's hand and is just like, oh, Ricky, you look so cool. Are you going with anybody? She is really hot to trot for him. Um, and he's like, oh, I might be available. Like, he's like, either I am or I'm not. I'm not really going to say definitely. He's going to make her sweat. He's going to make her work for it. And she, of course, has no qualms about being called babe. Like I said, this is 1984, so. So, Freddy looks over, sees the possible hand-holding action between Ricky and 
Carol and goes to put his hand on Carol's hand. She, of course, grabs the fork from the table, has it ready to plunge it into his hand if he even tries to touch her. She's like, do it and die. All right, so we got the waiter here, and he's going to take the kid's order, and I'm going to play this clip. All right, kids, let's go. Out, 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 out. How come? Look, I don't mind you kids coming in here after school, but I don't need you here at night sitting and nursing a coat for three hours. I need this table available for customers who eat and tip. Hey, back off, bud. Uh, my name's Mac. <laughs> Whatever, pal. How's <laughs> my dog? take their order he is there to shoot them out the door like hey i don't mind you kids coming in here at like after school around three but at eight nine o'clock at night i need this table for paying customers for adults because like i said there are more adults now in that pizzeria than there are the 13 year old kids i mean i think i saw a couple girls in there other than them around their age but that was it um, of course, Freddy has to make the comment again, I'm like, I can't have pizza, and my mom says it makes me hyperactive, <laughs> Freddy, stop. Of course, um, Beth is like, oh, um, just so you know, he and I, we're not together, we're nothing, do not think we're in a relationship. <laughs> so they definitely tell... The waiter, like, hey, we do intend on ordering and eating here. Beth, of course, start, or, uh, no, not, not Beth. Carol, of course, starts saying, okay, well, we'll have, she orders for everybody. We'll have spaghetti all around. We'll have two large pizzas with the works, which is probably, uh, supreme. And then some antipasto, pasto, pesto? How, however you say it, um, I'm gonna, you kids, it's nine o'clock at night, you're gonna be eating all that food? I don't think so. I wouldn't even, I ordered a pizza on Thursday. I still have four pieces left. Because I've been eating, like, one at a time, and I still have four pieces left. I had, um... I had two pieces today, and I think I'm going to tell Jeremy that he can have the rest of it, because he ate his pizza. Usually when we get Pizza Hut, we um, each get our own large pizza, and um, I'm just like, I, I, I don't want pizza anymore <laughs> for a while. Like, uh, I just, mm, no, but that can be his dinner tonight if he wants it. So, red flag should be coming up. This girl orders... Spaghetti, 
two large pizzas, an antipasto salad or pasto, pesto, whatever, as an appetizer to start. Like, yeah, red flags isn't, you kids aren't going to be paying for that food because you wouldn't be ordering all that food if you intended on paying for it. But then again, Mr. Richie Rich Moneybags over there, Ricky, like, oh, I got it, babe. Whatever you want, I will make it happen. I mean, I don't know how pasta and pizza all affect, you know, teenagers, but I know me. You eat a bunch of pizza and pasta and whatever, that stuff is going to back you up for days. Like, ugh, have fun, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> when that comes out the other end, because, uh, yeah. Freddie, I'm not sure I've got enough cash. Oh, Rick! How much money have you got? A little over 38 bucks. <sighs> Great. It's in the bank. Sonny? Son, it's my disposition. <laughs> Pretty steep, huh? Hey. Yeah. Got enough to cover it. Barely. No, no, Carol, I'm not going to let you pay for this. None of us is going to pay for any of it. Excuse me? What do you mean? <laughs> I think this is the perfect time to pull the old dine and dash. What's the old dine and dash? <laughs> the dine and dash is when you order a meal and then run out without paying. Uh, I don't think we should do that. My mom says it's bad for you to run right after you eat. <laughs> Let's do it, Rick. It'll be a kick. A real goof. I don't know about this. It's kind of risky. Uh-huh. Look who's here, the old Rick. He looks cool, but he's acting preppy again. Now, wait a minute. No, that's okay, widow wiki. You just pay the checky wacky. <laughs> I only meant that it's, it, it's kind of risky when the waiter's around. So we'll wait for him to go in the back, and then we'll dash. All right, great. Girl, you have got some nerve. Oh, I do not like her. I really don't like her. She is a manipulative little beep. <laughs> that pizza looks gross. That pizza that's left on that plate looks even worse than the pizza that was in the beginning of the episode. It's pretty nasty. So... The waiter comes to bring the bill out, and Ricky is like, Hey, Freddie, how much money do you got? I don't know if I got enough to cover all of this. Freddie's like, Oh, yeah, I got $38. And Ricky's like, oh, Great. And then he, uh, Freddie's like, Yeah, it's in the bank. Freddie! Okay, um, <laughs> he's like, Uh, like, oh, okay, I think I got enough to cover this. Barely. Like, yeah, like, you can pay for the order, but the tip is, uh, not gonna happen. 
So Carol takes it out of Ricky's hand. Like, oh, no, Carol, I can't have you pay for this. And she's like, none of us are going to be paying for this. Are you crazy? We're getting a free meal. We are going to do the dining dash. Which I want to look and see how long this dining dash has been a thing. I bet it's been a thing since, like, the 50s. Alright, I found some history on the old dine and dash. It's a form of theft by fraud in which a patron orders and consumes food and beverages from a restaurant or similar establishment with the intent not to pay. The act may involve the customer leaving the restaurant with the intent of evading payment or less commonly of the patron eating the food and then stating they do not have any money. There are numerous slang variations for this act, such as dine and ditch, eat and run, eat it and beat it, lick it and split it, bite and bolt, and doing a runner. Wow, I didn't know I had so many slang terms. <laughs> In English law, these are the legal aspects. Dine and dash falls under the crime of making off without payment introduced in 1978. The law was later copied in Northern Ireland or Republic of Ireland. Simply failing to pay a bill when due is generally not a crime in most United States. Circumstances or jurisdictions, it is a contract debt. And the act is civil rather than criminal in nature. However, there are often laws that apply specifically to restaurants, hotels, and other circumstances where the presumption is that the customer intended to never pay their bill in advance and therefore obtain the valuable services under false pretenses. A form of criminal fraud in certain states, dining and dashing is not labeled as a criminal issue. For example, in California, it is considered a petty theft. While in Mississippi, it's a, it is a felony offense to refuse to pay a bill over $25. In one case, Paul so-and-so, who became known as the Dine and Dash Dater, was arrested and charged with 10 felonies after 13 women came forward with his actions. Often the establishment may make their employees pay the cost of customer theft to give them an incentive to police their customer you know what sucks think about it the waiters already make low pay and they live on tips so someone makes off with a bill that's probably between 25 and 50 bucks because you know you go to a sit-down restaurant they're gonna charge you out the butt for your food that's just how they go you cannot go to red lobster and order two entrees with a, and drinks without the bill at least being over $50. Thank goodness when Jeremy and I went, we had a gift card, but it was still expensive. And we're really, the only reason we even went to Red Lobster was because we got a gift card. But I told them, I think we went for our last anniversary last year. And I even said, it's like, I think I'm done with Red Lobster. It's, I'm not a big fan of lobster. Like, I got one of those baked potatoes that had, like, lobster, like, little bitlets on it, and it was okay, but it's just, I'm a crab, I like crab over lobster. I mean, everyone's got their own palates, their own tastes, and everything like that. Alright, so, they may do so from ex- they may do so explicitly by deducting unpaid meals from wages or tips, or- implicitly through an end-of-shift reconciliation system whereby the server is expected to provide enough cash and credit card receipts to cover the cost of the customer's meals. 
keeps any surplus as tips. In locales, this is an illegal form of wage theft, and if the server is held responsible for tabs that are not paid, the employer is liable for paying the server back his or her stolen wages. Really? See, this is interesting. I didn't know that. But I do have a quick little story. When I was about, I think I was 16, I was sophomore in high school, it was May, um, my sister and her husband at the time with their two kids. So Joey and Brett. Caitlin didn't come along until 1999. This was 98. Um, they went to Chicago with um, my sister's first husband's parents. And, of course, I was brought along to babysit. Granted, I got to do some fun things, went to an IMAX movie for the first time, and got to see that giant screen. Um, I also hung out in the, <laughs> the lobby quite a bit, like, in the little, um, sitting area that had the TV, like, it was, like, horse races and stuff like that. And this, like, concierge lady, like, sat down with me, and she, we were just talking and whatnot. But anyway, anyway. There's a TGI Fridays attached to the hotel we were staying at. So I'm like, oh, I gotta go to TGI Fridays and get, like, um, there was, like, a brownie with some, like, vanilla ice cream on top. And when the bill came, I was like, I had money. I just did not have enough. And I started freaking out. And I gotta hand it to Chicago, people in Chicago. A nice man offered to cover what I couldn't. Because he was, like, sitting at a nearby table. He's like, oh, hey, here, I got it. I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you so much. Like, that was so sweet. It really, really was. And, I mean, nowadays, how many people, how many people would probably do that? I, I think that would be on the low-end percentage. But, um, yeah, Rick is having a moral dilemma. He really does not want to do this. And, of course, Carol shames him, like, oh, no. Old Rick's back. He looks cool because he dresses this way, but he's really a big weenie. Like, that's okay, little Ricky. I'll go pay the the, 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 the tacky wacky or whatever. It's like, shut up! Shut up! Ricky, see, this is why you don't go with girls. I mean, you know how they say that some girls really, really, I mean... They're pretty nice girls, but then there are girls that are, he's mainly in it for the physical attraction than he is the uh, intellectual attraction. So, and, ugh. so, Ricky feeling pressure, he's like, oh, no, I mean, definitely I'm all for what you want to do here with the dining and the dashing, but we gotta wait until the waiter, like, goes into the back, because there's only one server there. Because it's so busy that they only need one server. So I'm going to play this clip. No, no, Carol, I'm not going to let you pay for this. <laughs> Seriously? Wild. We gotta make clean. <laughs> I left my glasses in there. <laughs> 
address is on it. Mm. If they find it, it might give us away. <laughs> don't, don't worry, I'll just run in and get my glasses, okay? Okay, but hurry up. get up to run out every three times three in a row boom the waiter's coming back out from um the back room or the kitchen area to serve the people that are right by that door that is to the kitchen area and finally he stays in there long enough the kids are like all right let's all four of us go um usually with the the dining dish from what i've seen in previous other things you don't all necessarily go out at once, do you? Because that's gonna if it that's gonna create a scene. Like people are gonna know. There's not one person like, oh, I'm gonna go out to my car. I forgot something in my, you know, what have you. One person goes out, and then another person goes out, and then eventually. But even that, in a way, could arouse suspicion. Because I mean, especially if your server is gonna be looking around like, you came in here with four other people. Why are you just here? Where did everyone else go? But they make their move, they rush outside, and they're right around the corner by this, uh, brick-colored, uh, or, uh, this, uh, ivy-colored-covered, um, partition there. And they're like, oh my gosh, you can't believe we got away with it. Okay, dine and dash. Let me ask this question. When you dine and dash... Do you rush right out the door and then go hunker down under some uh, some bushes or what have you? No, you would get off the premises. Why are you hanging out there? Well, of course, Freddy forgot his glasses. Like, oh, why did we bring you? Oh, Freddy, you're nothing but trouble. And Freddy mentions, like, oh, yeah, my glasses in my case on the table. Uh, it's got my name and address on it. Uh, I'll go in and get it. So Carol, Beth, and Ricky are staring through the window because it's got a little mini curtain just below the pizza, the lit up pizza sign. And then, of course, right in between that, they're looking through watching Freddy, who is... Very visually impaired without his glasses. He is really... He hasn't stumbled yet, but he's walking around like... Yeah. I, I just... I feel bad for that kid. Okay, so Rick... Uh, uh, Freddy grabs his glasses off the table. There's a chair right there. He's gonna fall on... I'm... I'm... Definitely. He is gonna fall. He is a klutzo. Yep, he does. He trips over a chair and pulls the tablecloth right off that table. And he's whirling around as the tablecloth is covering him. And that's when the waiter comes in and gets suspicious. I'm going to play this clip. Is he going to like, where are your other friends? There were four of you. Deserting a friend. 
You know, Carol, I guess we don't have a future together. This is the second time tonight you, you've tried to talk me into doing something that I know is wrong. Well, I like doing things that make me feel good about myself. To me, that's cool. Later days, babe. So Ricky and the girls see Freddy get caught. Ricky wants to go in there, and Carol's like, no, Ricky, that is a lame move. If we all go in there, we're going to get caught. We're out of here. Let's just go. And, of course, we get the lesson of the episode put out there for anyone who doesn't get this. As Ricky says, Carol, no, you don't desert a friend. I'm going back in there. Tonight you've done two things that have made me question my morals and my judgment. One, skipping out on the check, and two, leaving a friend behind when they're in trouble. You've done made me do things that I don't feel comfortable doing, and I like to feel good about myself. And he just says, later, babe. And we get the girls like, yeah, woo, go Ricky, yes. And so Ricky's going to head in there as we have poor Freddy getting questioned by the waiter over the check. But we know Ricky. He is not going to let his buddy down. Although, if this were Derek, Derek would not be in Freddy's place right now. He would have run off with those girls and pulled Rick into that situation to the point where Ricky would not be able to say no. But Ricky, luckily, has a conscience. And he knows when he's in deep. He's still going to be in deep when he gets home and Edward's going to find out about this. Because you know Edward is going to find out about this. All right, so you're trying to run off without paying, huh? <laughs> no, I didn't know what I was doing. I might grab you. Ricky, of course, opens his Velcro wallet, pulls out the money, hands it to the guy who is manhandling poor Freddy. He's got his shirt twisted up in his fist like, hey, you're trying to run off without paying, weren't you? And Freddy is just quivering. Like, no, no, no. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just ha hi, hyperactive. Like, oh, buddy. Oh, poor Freddy. But now we cut home to Edward, who is sitting on the bottom of the stairs, waiting for Ricky to come home. I'm sorry, but no 13-year-olds. Do they really need to be out after 9 o'clock? I don't... Hey, I had to have a 9 o'clock bedtime when I was 16. Granted, that's because my dad worked for a shift and had to get up at, like, 5 in the morning. And he didn't want me making a bunch of noise, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> no, now it might. I I usually get home well after, you know, eleven at night, and uh, yeah, I don't get to bed until like after one thirty. Because when you get home from your job late at night, it's like the last thing you want to do is go to bed. I mean, you go to bed, but you don't sleep. It's like your mind and your body still has to have like at least an hour or so to unwind. So, oh, Edward is looking at a photo album of little uh, baby Ricky, which he, 
him, Evelyn must have given him that photo album because he didn't even know Ricky existed in the first episode when Ricky's like, hey, I'm your son. What? Twelve years is a long time to go without knowing that you have uh, uh, other DNA in the world or someone that shares your DNA. So, uh, do we get to see the pictures? I want to see the pictures. Show me the pictures, Edward, please. Hi, Dad. Hi, son. What are you looking at? Uh, I dug out some old pictures of you. I can't believe how much you've changed. Here you are yesterday. <laughs> oh, well. No sense dwelling in the past. How was your date? Oh, it was okay. Nothing special. I'm real white, okay? Good night. Good night. You know, trying to duck out without paying the bill wasn't a very bright idea. Oh, of course. I got called. Huh? Yeah. You need to sit down for this. No, those aren't baby pictures. <laughs> Our pictures, one that was taken yesterday. So all of the pictures in that photo album have got to be, like, from the last year. That Ricky's been there. So this is Edward's own personal, you know, um, photo collection of his son. Uh, as Ricky's like, oh, Dad, um, I'm really tired. I'm going to go to bed. He starts to climb the stairs as Edward is like, you know, um, running out and not paying the check is pretty bogus. And Ricky stops on the stairs, turns around like, what? What, what are you talking about? And Edward just goes, snaps his fingers, points his fingers down, like, you get your fanny back here, son, we are having a conversation about this. Yeah, the Azar, he was called by the pizza owner man. Okay, so it was not the pizza owner, it was Freddy's mom who smelled pizza on Freddy's breath because apparently he's not supposed to have pizza because it makes him hyperactive. And she started giving Freddy the third degree, which of course means he is going to spill the beans about what happened. So I love how Ricky says, so of course he sang like a canary, as in he opened his mouth and out tumbled the truth. <laughs> and Edward kind of smirks like, yeah, well, I mean, Freddy was exhausted. He'd never been up after <laughs> nine o'clock before. I noticed that Ricky is wearing one of those clip-on earrings. It's not anything with anything dangling. It's just, like, it's not a stud or anything. It's just one of those, like, like, you just shove it on your lobe. So, Ricky kind of comes, like, yeah, I know. I, I did, however, go, you know, Freddy forgot his glasses, and then I went in there and I paid, you know, for the food and everything. And Edward kind of looks at like, I know you did the honorable thing, the right thing, but think about it. If Freddie had not forgotten his glasses, you guys would have booked it and you would have been out of there. So, yeah, it definitely, it was a momentary lapse in judgment, but it was, you know, guilt that was gnawing at his conscience at the fact. Everything was more the fact that he, um, he didn't want to leave his friend to uh, take the rap for everything. 
so Edward is still giving Ricky the hard look, like, you did a dishonest thing, and that bothers me. And, of course, Ricky admits it bothers me, too. The audience claps, and Ricky sits down next to his dad. So, Ricky, of course, is throwing blame on all girls will make you do crazy things. You know, I change the way I look, the way I talk, my whole personality. And for a girl, I mean... So Edward's like, hey, does this mean you got to be matching your socks, your socks to your shirts now? And Ricky's like, eh, if I'm in a matching mood, maybe. As he pulls up his pant leg and we see lime green neon socks. Those really clash with those white shoes. I'm just not saying that's white shoes. You don't have black shoes to complete the ensemble? That just looks like it sticks out like a sore thumb. Plus, White shoes get dirty. So, so dirty. So fast. So I'm going to play this clip here to finish the episode. Freddie's mom called me. Seems when he got home, she smelled pizza on his breath. She started giving him a third degree. And of course, he sang like a canary. Well, he was exhausted. He'd never been up that late before. I, I did sneak out of the restaurant, but I went back in and bailed Freddy out. I know, and I'm glad. <coughs> but you know, if Freddy hadn't forgotten his glasses, you would have gone ahead and done a dishonest thing. And that bothers me. It bothers me, too. your socks to your shirts again now? Well, only when I'm in a matching kind of mood. <laughs> Alright, so that was the episode. I thought this was a fun episode. We got to see Ricky in like three different outfits. That was pretty cool. Um, um, let's see, I'm going to rate this episode. I'm going to rate it high. I'm going to rate it a four out of five uh, trains. Because the rating system is the train rating system. So, what I like. I love, first off, loved Ricky in that red shredded shirt. I loved him doing the moonwalk. I loved him and Freddy's new looks at the restaurant. Of course, I also loved that Freddy, or that Ricky went in and paid the check. That he and he told Carol off. So, um, the only thing I didn't really care for was whole... Freddy comes and like, oh, I, I can't eat pizza because I'm my mom says it'll make me hyperactive. Like, oh my goodness. As far as the silver spoonful for this episode, um, basically the lesson I learned, I'm sure we all learned, is do not run out on a check. That is not cool. Not to mention, you 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 do that, and if you get away with it, do not ever go back to that restaurant, because they will remember you. I'm sure they will remember you. 
All right, let's talk about the next episode coming out later this week. Season 2, Episode 15, St. Louis Blues, which aired on February 11th, 1984. Three days from Valentine's Day. Derek tries to stay cool when he finds out that his parents may be divorcing, but finds himself envying Ricky's family. I'm not surprised. But then again, I'm not surprised by that divorce detail either because we all knew that that stuff was coming to a head probably since season one. Just the way that Derek talked about his family and his dad just cheating on his mom all the time. Uh, we knew this was inevitable. But of course, that means Derek is leaving his Mom is moving to St. Louis. Maybe she's got family around there. So. Also, I want to say, uh, give a shout out to some more podcast listeners since yesterday. We have St. Gallen, Switzerland, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Grand Prairie, Canada, Madrid, Spain, Ottawa, Canada, Keller, Texas, Reno, Nevada, and Uniontown, Ohio. All right, thank you for listening to the podcast, and I will be back later this week with the St. Louis Blues, or otherwise titled Derek Taylor's last episode and Jason Bateman's Jason Bateman's final episode of Silver Spoons. All right, have a great, great, it's Monday. It's no longer Saturday. It's Monday at like 11.30 in the morning. <laughs> All right, enjoy the. If you guys got sun, enjoy it because right now it's like high 60s and it is beautiful out. So enjoy the sun. Spring is here. Bye bye.